0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents The DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com All right, let's roll. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Don't forget to check out Fantasy Factor, single contest entries only, fantasyfactor.com. They've always got a lot of uh, cool contests. Last week, of course, we were talking about the $200 uh, giveaway uh, for the NBA uh, playoffs and the finale, the fan appreciation night. So uh, check out fantasyfactor.com. It's a great uh, site. And uh, it's great for the recreational uh, player. So, like we said, single contest entries only, so it keeps a lot of the Sharks away since they can't put in hundreds of lineups. Um, All right, Tony, so we did pretty good with our NASCAR, actually. I should have won in a bigger tournament. I would have won more, but we actually tripled our money, which is pretty good. Uh, Looking at tonight, we've got Major League Baseball DFS, we've got NBA DFS, and we've got some NHL DFS.
1: It's going to be a big night. I'll tell you what, the cold baseball thing, I think, though, we're pretty squared away on what games are going to be played and what games are not going to be played. On the West Coast tonight, though, we got some strong winds blowing out tonight.
0: Interesting. So uh, we're good in New York, right? The field's a little wet, I guess, but we're, we're going to be good for the New York games. All right, so let's uh, let's jump right in. Um, so first off, I see right now on DraftKings, Tony, they don't have the update yet that the Blue Jay game has been canceled. No,
1: so you might be able to um, steal a, a few, uh... maybe a head-to-head
0: matchup against some yeah. poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, they, they they have up the Cardinals Cubs. They're warning you about that one. But so I already have my lineup uh, put together. You remember last week I went with uh, with Ryu. And uh, he, had a, he had a great start uh, last week. Now, I know he's not the greatest strikeout uh, pitcher, but I wanted to talk some stats with you. Actually, he, listen, he gave us 32 DK points in the last uh, game, eight strikeouts, taking on San Diego this evening. But I saw an interesting number, uh, Tony. The the numbers in baseball, uh, there's been basically more at-bats are either just a walk or a, uh, a strikeout now. Higher percentage yes. than ever before. Now they're panicking already. Oh, we got to lower the mound. We've got to get more balls in play uh, right now. But we're seeing the strikeout rate is higher than ever before, Tony, right now.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things we talked about this morning. And I'll tell you what is crazy, though, is that the home run rate is still going to be there. So we just don't see balls going in the field of play. And there's not a lot of action happening for people to get excited about baseball. And I think that's the crazy uh, situation. I think a lot of it has to do uh, with a lot of the uh, sabermetric situations where people are uh, changing their swing, looking for elevation, and we have pitchers throwing the ball. Now to com- combat that in the upper half of the strike zone, which they never did in the past, and we're either getting a strikeout,
0: a ball, or a home run. Yeah, I think pitchers are either, they'll, they'd will rather, right? They live with it. Hey, yeah. whatever. I'd rather get a walk or strike strikeout, obviously, than I'll give up a home run. And, you know, it's, it's pick your points. We see with basketball almost the analytics of it in which no one, you know, a lot of coaches hate the mid-range jumper right now, right? right. You, yep. you, know, you either take the three or you go for the slam dunk. You know, but then it, it, takes away to, it takes away from the fundamentals of the game, though, then, right? Tony, guys can't shoot it, too. They can't do a pick and roll. They can't dri- dribble in traffic. They can shoot threes. I mean, look at Andrew Wiggins last night. You know the kid can hit a three, no problem, and he's sixty-seven percent at the free throw line. Yeah,
1: there's seven teams in Major League Baseball that are striking out every four at bats: uh, the Padres, the Twins, the Reds, Diamondbacks, Rockies, White Sox, and Orioles. Every four at bats,
0: they're striking out. And I have got Ryu tonight. All right, so another pitcher whose uh, strikeout numbers have been up. He's a little wild at times, Tony. Blake Snell. I'm going. i a big with, Snell yeah, guy. Going with Snell. Uh, tonight, so you're know, talking about Ryu here. Uh, he struck out eight batters against Oakland in his last start. He only gave up one hit, one walk over six scoreless innings. He's four and one in his career with a two-five-seven earned run average against the San Diego Padres. Talking about Ian Snell. Uh, Snell struck out ten Chicago White Sox in his last uh, start uh um, you know, I was looking at his splits too Tony. He's 8 and 7 in his career at home with a 3.5 run average, 4 and 9 on the road, 4 6 5 run average. He's better at the drop. He's better in the dome uh there. And you talk about strikeout potential, it's always there. Yeah, he's going to walk some guys uh but you know, it is what it is. I've got Yasani Grandel as my uh, catcher. Um, you know, he didn't play yesterday, so he should be he should be fresh. Hitting 359 on the year. He was on a 5 for 11 run before he sat down. I was excited to take uh, Justice and Smoke uh, tonight against Scoglin, but that game's been canceled, so we'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to go with Villar again at uh, second base, hitting 280 on the season. Gives me value for the price, squeezing him in here. Luis Castillo's given up multiple home runs in two of his three starts this year. Here's another freaking player that I'm going to have to scratch in Mike Mustakis, uh, Corey Seager. I'm rolling the dice with tonight, seven for 18 with four runs scored against Perdomo. I'm taking uh, Hoskins, uh, tonight, man. We know, we all know about Hoskins struggling at home, Tony, and it's just continuing again uh, this year. Um, He's giving up home runs here. i got to take Hoskins. I'm taking Corey Dickerson. And I'm taking Malik Smith, who's actually been on a nice little run, 11 for 24 in his last 24 at bat, Tony. But I've got some replacing to do here, buddy.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to touch base on that uh, Blake Snell pitch. Now, Blake Snell is the only problem with I him. I call him Ian good. Snell, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you remember Ian Snell of Pittsburgh Pirates? Yeah, I
0: yeah, know. my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: So... Um, So the Snell situation, the Texas Rangers we always think is a great hitting team. And, of course, it's a short sample size. But I gave you the seven teams that are striking out uh, every four at-bats. Well, the Texas Rangers are right below that, 24.8% of the time. And And they strike out against lefties a lot too, right? Right. And their weight on base average is 296, which puts them 22nd in Major League Baseball. We are so used to the Rangers being so good offensively. If you look... It's a short sample size, but when I look at that roster, it's not as good as it has been in the past from an offensive standpoint. And to Gabe's point, against left-handed pitchers, uh, the Texas Rangers are right now. Uh, when we look at the Rangers, the Rangers against lefties, they're 20th in the league uh, in weighted on base average. They strike out less against lefties at 20 percent, but that numbers to be distorted because. When you're this early in the season, you don't have as many at bats against lefties, and you yeah, don't yeah. face guys like Blake Snell. So, like, they could be average lefties that are thrown in there.
0: And we were just talking about it too, Tony. That, uh, that there's been more at bats that end with a strikeout or a walk than ever before. Classic example will be tonight with Blake Snell. <laughs> you know, I mean, he could strike out ten, eleven guys, and he can walk you know six guys, right? I mean. You know, I, I'm sort of expecting it. So, first base, I've got to take Smoke out of the lineup. Uh, Smoke was $4,800. I got $4,900 here, but I, after that, there's Freeman at 52. I went uh, maybe, with maybe I could squeeze Freeman in because I got to take take Mustakas out at third base. So who did you like at first base tonight?
1: Yeah, uh, Julio Turan always has had a problem with left-handed bats, and Carlos Santana has been uh, on a roll. He's only forty-two hundred bucks. You can save a little money with Carlos Santana uh, against Julio Turan in Atlanta. Great ballpark for left-handed hitters.
0: All right, I plug him in. Let's see. So this leaves me. I got a lot of money. I got fifty-one hundred dollars for first ba- third base, and Mustakas was actually the second highest guy after Bryant and that game's been cancelled. Yes. So man, I got a man I got a lot of shuffling to do here. Like less you know <laughs> you know what I mean? Now I gotta shuffle other spots here, Tony, but I'm gonna have money left over, I guess. So who did you like at third base? I actually went with, uh, Matt, I went with
1: Chapman uh, against um, Lopez in Chicago. Uh, Chapman and Semyon both guys that hit fly balls with the wind blowing out uh, against the Chicago White Sox pitchers. So I went Chapman and Semien uh, from the Oakland A's and Chris Davis, actually, those three players from Oakland tonight.
0: All right, I'll put Chapman in here. This leaves me $900. I could upgrade any outfield here from Alex Smith. Who's your catcher? My catcher is Grandal. Oh, that's one of the better ones um, guess Robbie Erlin. I can't really, yeah, uh, I can't really upgrade too much on that. Well, yeah. Where can I upgrade here? So, I like my pitchers, Tony. I, you know, I, I think they're they're moderately priced. It afforded me to get some bats in here. I think I think Rio's going to get the win tonight. I think Snell. He can strike out five, six, seven. I think Snell can have a nice night tonight. Grandal, Carlos Santana, man, second base. I guess I could pop up here. I'm going to have some money, but. You got lefty on
1: lefty uh with Carlos Gonzalez that's no good. Uh um, Do you like uh do you like Cabrera tonight against Hellickson? Uh let's see what else, uh what else we got. You know, it's one guy, you know, it's one guy we never ever talk about. How we he he, he had, had an amazing year last year is Avisal Garcia. In yeah, that, know, the, you're against, right. Against Mengden and um he's not a bad play tonight and I'm looking at the uh, how much money do you have, $3,600? bucks? i have got uh, 3700 So the top player that I have for that amount um, that's second actually base. playing. Oh, at second base? Yeah, second base. 3700 bucks at second. Um, Mr. Salate is not going to play tonight. Um, you know what? It's crazy. I don't know how. Uh, I like as Dribble Carrera against Jeremy Hellickson.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I, I brought him up. I know. What, what are we going to get from Hellickson tonight? It's kind of an unknown, right? Yeah, unknown. He's a fly ball pitcher.
1: The Mets have been hitting the ball. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. And the only other one could be is if you're one of these guys that uh, believe that people are going to eventually turn it around. Uh, what's your thoughts on Yon Makata? He's been absolutely terrible. He's hitting off I know. I know. Uh, does he turn it around tonight? Tonight the night? I, I've been saying that for a couple times and it hasn't worked out. I'd rather take a shot with Cabrera, to be honest. <laughs> Cabrera is one of those unsung players. Here's what I tonight. I didn't uh, fool around a pitcher. Here's my thinking. I, I
0: was going to ask you too, but right before you get your lineup, like the what about the Mets outfielders? I didn't, I didn't take any of them, but I think you could be comfortable with Sipadis or Conforto tonight, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so what do you got tonight? What did you take? I uh,
1: With the limited amount of games and the situation in the weather, I got two stud pitches. I went Jacob DeGrom against Washington, and I went Aaron Nola against Atlanta. So I paid yep. 11500 10400 uh, Wilson Ramos is betting uh, fifth in the batting order for the Rays tonight, a catcher, and he's only 2800 bucks. So I used him against Martin Perez. Carlos Santana, the lefty, versus Dude, Terran. I
0: stole him in my season-long team, man. I got him so late, I stole Wilson Ramos. Anyway, sorry, Tony.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Carlos Santana 4,200. I went with you, Jonathan Vala, second base, 2,900. And then I had three A's, uh, Chapman, 4,200. Marcus Semien, 3,000. Chris Davis, 4,200. And then uh, uh, Santana... Uh, with the Brewers, Domingo Santana always hits lefties well. He's got one in Cincinnati tonight, 3700. And then Adam Frazier's is batting leadoff of the Pirates at 3100 tonight. He rounds out my infield, my outfield.
0: As far as betting on baseball tonight, what are you looking at, Beecab? We're talking about this Brewer game earlier, and the number feels a little strange. I don't know. I it feels like they're sucking me in. They're trapping us here with the Milwaukee Brewers against the Cincinnati Reds. Reds have really been struggling, uh, Tony, and the Brewers are only minus 135, uh, minus one thirty-five. What, what, what do you make of this one?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's hard not to bet the Brewers, but I get kind of scared away from it just because of the reason you just talked about. Like, anytime it's too good to be true, I figure it's too good to be true. I went with the Phillies with the same line over Atlanta, 135 uh, for 100. and uh, That one worries Turan. me
0: just because they're so trendy today. Everyone loves the Phillies today but the Phillies suddenly nobody's bitching about Gabe Kapler or what they won six baseball games in <laughs> a row right now.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Nobody that's true though. Nobody's
0: bitching. Yeah, uh, we haven't uh, heard uh, about Kapler in a week, right? It's funny though like they and he was kind of an idiot, but it's not like he's getting credit now either though. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like no that's one's true. like hey, Kapler's doing great suddenly. Man, that story will come. That story will come if they're able to keep it up. I'm getting sick of teams from Philadelphia winning all the time, though.
1: <laughs> That's true. And uh, two two uh, run-line bets that I used tonight. I used the Yankees uh, with Severino versus Smith. Uh, the pitching change there definitely, I think, helps out the Yankees. Um, 150 for uh, uh, 100, and I went Dodgers.
0: They're minus. Yeah, I like the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers 1.5 minus 115. Ooh, one 1.5, huh? The yep. Yankees are now minus 350 favorites, man, in this baseball game. Yeah. Tony, I'm 0 for 4, man, taking the run lines. Like, I take a run line. Not really? only do I not win the run line, they don't win the game. The- like, remember, <laughs> like, I, took, I swear to God, I took Colorado last week in San Diego. Remember that game they lost 7-6? Yeah. I laid the run, and I remember they were down like 6-1 right away or whatever it was. Yeah, the, the, the Clayton Rashad, the pitcher, hit a grand slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My buddy, yeah took responsibility. That was the one where my buddy said I cost the team the game. Uh, yeah, I did it the other night. Who did I do it with? I don't know. I did it again the other night with with the Yankees. No, I did, oh, yeah, no, it was last night. I took the Houston, Houston? Astros minus one yeah. and a half. That was a great bet. That yeah, was. Well, they got no one. hit. They were getting no hit by <laughs> Bartolo Colon. I lay a run and a half. They get no hit, Tony. That's not good. How's Bartola like, what the hell happened there, man? Like, Houston is really struggling offensively, for real. Like, you know, or before, like you said, it's a small sample size. I was talking about it. They played 7.7% of the season so far, everybody. Um, so, it's small sample size, but Houston's offense hasn't really gotten on track. And little alarming when Bartola Colon no-hits you. And now he didn't get the no-hitter, but it went into the eighth inning.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things, though, over 162 games. Every team has a lull and every team puts it together. The Astros, to start the first week of the season, they were covering that run on the half line each week. And now I, I think the second week of
0: the season, it went the exact opposite. Now the New York Mets are scorching 12-2. It's Helix in tonight. My deal is I just don't want to lay minus 175. It's too bad, Tony, because the oddsmaker only really caught up right now. Even, like, I remember, even, like, Thursday last week, we were laying minus 120 against the Brewers or over the weekend, etc. The numbers were still fair, and I was wondering when the odds makers were going to adjust and start making the Mets pretty big favorites, and here we are now against the national team. Listen, I I don't know what to expect from Heldson, but the Nationals have some good players, and the Nationals are underachievers at times in a regular season, you know, when you lay them, but it's not often you're going to get the Nationals at plus 155, Tony. The Nationals, yeah, yeah.
1: So, But the Nationals are ah, banged up, right? So you have uh, Adam Eaton out of the lineup. We haven't seen Daniel Murphy in the lineup as of yet. So it's not the same Nationals that we expect to have when they're at full uh, full gear. You have ben Goodwin in there, Michael Taylor. There's some strikeouts in that lineup.
0: All right, we'll talk some NBA, DFS on the other side. I've got an NHL lineup as well. NBA. Two games on the board, this evening. We'll see who Tony Cicada likes on the other side. Light Up Walk Live, Game Time Decisions Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network continues.
1: Did you know that you can listen to this show
0: live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, Eight 4 FNTSY. That's 844 843 6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. we got people asking us, I've got tickets for tomorrow's game. With my son, I hope he doesn't get screwed. He won't be happy. Now there'll be a doubleheader tomorrow. I imagine the first game will probably start at like three thirty in the afternoon or 1.30 in the afternoon or something like that. And it'll be like a lot of other major league baseball games. There will not be a lot of fans there. Will you uh, are you a good parent if you allow your kid to sit in the outfield out there? Uh, tonight, no. <laughs> I mean tomorrow. Uh, you know, you know what? No, it's not like the game is sold out or anything. They, you know what? They should have, you know, just sort of say, "Listen, the outfield bleachers are shut down. We're giving you a better seat for the same price. Like, just move up." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And if it, if it falls on Curtis Grandison, so be it. I don't think they care about their players. I think they're more worried that it you know, a big sheet of ice would have landed on a fan or something like that. But you know what's crazy, Tony? They. They played themselves. You can't make this up. The Toronto Blue Jays actually tweeted this morning because it's extremely bad weather right now. You're in Florida, and then sometimes you, you guys have to deal with the hurricanes and, yeah. and the tornadoes, etc. But, you know, and you're an East Coaster, so, you know, Boston, you saw the Boston Marathon today. Heavy yeah. rain. It's, you know, Buffalo's under snow right now. Detroit's under snow. I tweeted a picture of Lambeau, Tony. It looks like it's football season there. It's covered in snow right now. Look, right now Lambeau is drenched in snow. It looks like it's like mid-January in Green Bay uh, right now. So the weather's whacked, and there's like rain and sort of ice storm stuff uh, going on here. So the Toronto Blue Jays get cute this morning, and they're like, uh, weather update. They're trolling people, and they play themselves. They're like, weather update. Due to the weather today, and then dot, 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 dot. We'll be playing baseball since we have a roof with a smiley face. And then an hour later, a block of ice falls through their freaking roof. That,
1: that's <laughs> you can't great. make that up, Tony. Like Kansas City should be trolling
0: them now. <laughs> yeah, Kansas City's just glad they don't have to play a game. Like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder uh, if they'll roll Scoglin out tomorrow again because the guy is a gas can. He is a gas can. I had,
1: uh, I was gonna go Toronto heavy tonight in my lineups. There, uh, I had a little Stevie Pierce. I had T Oscar in my lineup tonight. I was, uh, I, had I was ready to think. bet
0: on him too. I had him parlayed with the Yankees, Yankees Blue Jays parlay. You were ready, Ch- Rocky? No, no. I, I think Scoglin here. will pitch tomorrow. I think he'll pitch. Yeah, yeah, he will. He will. All right, so let's talk some NBA. We've got two games uh, tonight, Tony. The Miami Heat. Speaking of point spreads, I don't know what they're doing on this one. I'm really surprised that it's six and a half again here, considering. I guess oh. they're the uh, you know they're looking at it while well, it was a close game with the half, right? I mean, I, no, I no, Miami was I up eight. Me. I was at the Raptor game, so I was you know leaving a game and you know I was in. The My line's up to game. seven and a half. I really. All right, so it's going up. I'm seeing the six and a half still right now. At a few books, so yeah, it was a, so Miami were up and it just fell apart in the second half. I didn't see what happened.
1: Uh, they they just athletically Philadelphia just took over. The thing with Miami is, the, you like uh, Goran Dragic, who's not a great athletic point guard, and he's playing hurt. Right, the coach doesn't like Hassan Whiteside for whatever reason. He played eighteen minutes, I believe, in that game the other day. Like I, I don't know what they're doing there. Before. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Olnick played great game. He 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 was shooting jumpers and, and hitting and the rest of the guys just can't they couldn't score. They can't score. It's Miami and San Antonio have a problem scoring and I think it's gonna kill both these teams.
0: All right, so as far as tonight is concerned, let's take a look at the point guard uh position. I went with Ben Simmons. Kept it pretty simple here. Any problem with I, that?
1: <laughs> no, I used Ben. I didn't use him at point guard. Um
0: I'll blast, I'll blast through my lineup, and then we can talk yeah. about it. We'll get to yours. So I got Ben Simmons, Andre Iguodala, Rudy Gay. So Iguodala's uh, cheap, $4,300. Yes. Rudy Gay, $4,900. And the shot was actually falling for him, and he's going to get the minutes, and he's going to get the looks. Kevin Durant. JaVale McGee is only $3,600 tonight. It's I really went well. with Goran Dragic at $6,200. Solva, $5,700. And Justice Winslow, fifty-one hundred. So there's only two games, guys. You got to pick your spots. So I went Ben Simmons, Igudala, Rudy Gay, Kevin Durant, JaVale McGee, Goran Dragic, Ilya Sova, and Justice Winslow.
1: You know, very very interesting. I went. I made a mistake the first game, and I had too many Spurs in my lineup. I still have one in there. Um, this is what I have tonight. I have Quinn Cook at the uh, point guard position. I'll tell you what, Cook played well the first game. He put up 15 fantasy points in 25 minutes playing on that team and being down the options. If I get 15, I'll be happy. Marco Bellinelli at the two guard, the second unit for Philadelphia, owned the Heat. Him and uh, Ilusova oh, no. getting together lit it up. Now, this is what Bellinelli's done. In his last three games, 38-29-31. In his last three games, that's Bellinelli. He's only $4,800. Uh, ben Simmons, 9700 Kevin Durant, $10,500. i am going with Kelly Olnick at center. I think they need him to score points. I'm going to use him at center. Uh, Patty Mills, 4,200. Illa Silver at forward, 5,700. And then Bam Adiabo at 3,500. For whatever reason, (laughs) Eric Spolstra must love this guy. He played 21 minutes in this game.
0: Even in the playoffs, you got to get you some Bam. You love some Bam. (laughs) I don't know why he's playing so much. So I'll put him in there while he's playing. So, you know, what do you think is going to happen tonight? It's a tough game. You figure Miami will be better they're gonna be humiliated embarrassed after yeah. what what happened in game one and they have responded over the years uh, in this situation as with uh, so this is courtesy of Mark Lawrence's um, coffee club database all right Miami led Philadelphia 60 56 at the half in Saturday's 130 to 103 blow loss Mark Lawrence's Well Oiled Machine notes that non division playoff teams in game two of a series off a 27 or point more loss are 15 5 1 against the spread. You know, team, teams that get humiliated usually bounce back and, and play better. They were up at the half. Can they keep it going? And Philadelphia has now won 17 in a row. When's this bubble going to burst? Well, here's the thing is that is crazy,
1: is we always talk about young teams like we we're talking about the Maple Leafs when they face adversity. What about young teams when they face prosperity? This is a team that was playing without Joel and B, their best player, and they win, you know, by thirty points. Do they come in with the same edge in this game as they did in that's that game thing. one? And that's, the, that's the unknown. Um I like I like the team. I love the way they run, but I'll tell you what, seven and a half seems a lot to give. I like the over of the game.
0: You know you you know you, you figure Miami plays defense, but Philadelphia are pushing the tempo. They're a hard team to stop. Uh, you know the shots aren't going to fall for them that much, but is there going to be that much of a drop off from 133 points? The total was 215 in the first game, and they set it uh, pretty much well 215 and a half. They set it in the same thing here. It's up to 216 right now. What do you think of the total of this game?
1: Yeah, it, went, it, it I'll tell you what is this crazy. Is that without Whiteside playing as many minutes, and I don't understand how they think they can win without him out there. They play up and down the court because they're they're playing small. Philadelphia plays small, and they get up and down the court and it'll go over. I don't know why they Um, do that. If I was Miami, I'd play half court and slow it down with Philadelphia. Yeah, and throw Whiteside out there. This guy, Spolster, gets a lot of credit for being a great coach. I haven't
0: seen, unless he's got a couple Hall of Famers, I haven't seen him do anything. Well, we'll see what, what kind of adjustments that he comes up with tonight. And that's the thing. It's not like Brett Brown's a great coach or anything like that. You know, Simmons is just carrying these guys. And you got to give credit, though, what credit's due to the general manager. Who it? is it? What's his name? It's uh, I was going to say Buford, but that's uh, San Antonio. Anyways, um, like you said, we talked about it before, man. Ilya Sova was salvaged from the scrap heap from the Atlanta yeah. Hawks. And we talked about it when it happened, Tony. I liked him in DraftKings many times. He was dirt cheap. He's a good player. Oh, the GM is the uh he's the he's the uh
1: the golden child, the Brian Colangelo. No, it isn't. Yeah it is. Of Philadelphia? Yeah. Did he
0: just take over? He hasn't been there though.
1: Jerry's son. I think when what happened was, I remember it now. When Philly was like falling apart, and they were making the lottery every year, the NBA appointed him to the
0: Sixers
1: because it was such a dysfunctional organization.
0: I sort of remember that. Yeah. 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 He's he's overrated. This guy, Jerry Colangelo <laughs> Jr. Brian Colangelo. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, he's the uh, really is general manager. When was he? When did he come on here? Then it was how yeah, long? The, how long has he been? August 2016, President of basketball operations.
1: They they bring him in because they thought the franchise was. Uh,
0: Sam Hinkie, that's the guy. Sam Hinkie was stripped of his position. That's the yeah. guy I was thinking of, Sam Hinkie. Yeah,
1: the NBA said, uh, this team's up. <laughs> this team's,
0: and, and, and these are all Sam Hinky's players, man. Well, Col- Colangelo drafted Ben Simmons, or at least yeah. according to his Wikipedia page. But he probably uh, put that in. <laughs> um, you know, Colangelo was the guy that drafted Andrea Bargnani first overall. Uh, oh. not not a not a great move. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
1: a great move. Is that yeah. in Brian Colangelo's uh, Wikipedia page?
0: Yeah, that's a, no. It should be. I should add that to his page. That that set the Raptors back about eight years. Uh, he, I think he also drafted Rafael Arujo. If you even remember him. No, no, and that's you know how bad that is, Tony. When you don't even remember a guy who was taken in the top five <laughs> of the NBA draft, <laughs> that might we the Raptors had another stooge guy GM. that was just in over his head. that was an idiot. Masai Jerry is good right now. But yeah, the Philadelphia 76ers are a dangerous team and to me they look like the team to beat in Eastern Conference now.
1: It is crazy, right? Cuz they they do. They absolutely do. And yeah, next year Boston will get back a couple players so maybe but if Philadelphia is this good now, how long could of a run
0: could they go on? It's dangerous. The Toronto Raptors played well against the Washington Wizards. It was a nice game one. I think they're going to be able to get through the Wizards. It would be great for the Raptors if the Cavaliers get knocked out of the way. And then how about that Milwaukee-Boston game yesterday? Real classic out of the gate. Oh, it was. And I'll tell you what, it, it was a
1: little crazy to see how good Boston is athletically. We talked about the paces earlier. They had four guys uh, put up 20 points, and then they had uh, Tatum, Tatum get 19 points. But Al Horford finally paid off for uh, all the money they brought him in for. And man, he was a stud. And Terry, I keep saying it Terry Rose, yeah, man. The Celtics yeah, might have too thing. much talents. Yeah. Because how the hell are they going to play all these guys? And they might get another early draft pick this year.
0: Yeah, they're going to get Gordon Hayward back, Kyrie Irving back. It's, yeah. it's insane. It's insane, man. They're going to be a deep-ass team, dangerous team. Uh, Pelicans, we like the Pelicans. We talked about it last week. About uh, I'm the pissed Pelicans that it uh, fit the money line. Me too. I took the points like a wuss, and I ruined it by taking the over as well. I got a know, weird so thing in split. this game, though. I got a
1: weird thing in this game. There's so many stats, and there's so many... Uh, things that people do now. You know, like we all have the baseball. We all have these these hitting shots where everybody plays these defensive zones. So what they do in the NBA is they have a shot shot where every sh- every shot that your team takes uh, is recorded, right, from where it's taken on the court. Well, Portland went back and said, hey, we played good. The, the ball just didn't go in. And they basically looked at their shot. They shot in a low 40% in that game. Damon Lillard had zero points. They went and looked at the shots, and yeah. basically, what this 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 uh, tool does, it it takes you know the last ten years, and it takes a shooting percentage from every spot that you shot at, and it says yeah. they should have shot 54% in that game, and they say they're not even worried about the next game. And when I think about that, I say, you know what? New Orleans played as good as they could, and they only won by two. They hung on, and Portland thinks they missed all these shots that they were two go in.
0: I'm sort of leaning to Portland in game two. Minus six and a half, you're going to have to pay a price. You're going to have to lay the points to yeah. do it. The totals come down a little bit to 214. So tonight we've got uh, the Spurs and the Warriors I've been one of the few people, actually, that I jumped back on the Warrior bandwagon before the playoffs started. I'm not buying Houston. And you saw Chris Paul struggle late in the game last night, crazy turnovers. And Minnesota, man, Jeff Jeff Teague just turns the ball over so freaking much. I missed the uh, second half under by two points. I was steaming last night. Yeah. I had the over of the game. I was steaming because Minnesota could have hit a three to send it to OT. But, um, so... Uh, we've got the Golden State Warriors. They look very good in Game One. San Antonio are just overmatched, uh, Tony. So they the can't spread, score. No, the spread's nine and a half right now in this game tonight. I laid four and a half uh, in the first half, or excuse me, I laid five and a half in the first half. I had to, I had to win by six uh, in the first half of, of Game One, and they did. They were they were up by like twelve or thirteen or fourteen or something at the half. I don't really think anything's going to be different tonight. It's not like San Antonio can adjust anything. They don't have the talent to compete with these guys. I will give double digits
1: to this matchup uh, for for the entire series, home or away. Because, like really, you said, yeah. they just can't score.
0: Yeah, I know. Normally, I don't lay to nine and a half, but I'll do it tonight. Yeah. they're going to win by double digits. Golden State, they're starting to get. At Golden State, you can see they're starting to get back in the rhythm a little bit. They know Houston's good. They know that people are doubting them. They're starting to dial it up, and they're in, like, statement mode, too. Like, things are starting to go good for them. Kerr's not going to take the pedal off the metal. He needs to get momentum going and get this team's confidence back right now. Right? So, I think, like, it's not like, oh, they're just going to be happy to win by eight. No, I think they come out, kick them in the teeth, and probably win by 22 again.
1: Tramon Green. Tramon Green actually uh, was great at the first conference after. He says, people forgot how dangerous we were. And uh, he was right. And I'll, I'll never forget Steve Kerr in the third quarter sitting on the bench with his head back and his legs crossed like he was taking a nap. And if you're the <laughs> opposing coach, right, if you're the opposing coach, you got to be losing your mind.
0: He was there. He was disinterested. And this is a chance as well. And Durant's a weird dude. You know, he used to just sort of be this yeah. soft-spoken, humble guy. But he's a weird guy, man. And he's always got weird things. You know, he's got weird things in his head. He sees things that aren't there. He's got a weird chip on his shoulder. I think he's somewhat enjoying it with Al Curry. <laughs>
1: like, no, there's no, play- no, forget this, about this, this, it. No. This somewhat, score. Take the somewhat out. Just say, Just make the <laughs> statement. He loves every minute of it. Yeah, because he can score 32 a night. He's the man. Oh, my you know. God. He did it efficiently
0: last game, right? He was in all three categories. He was loving it. hes He really is one of the few guys that when he shoots, you're like, oh, that's going in, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're surprised when it doesn't, when he shoots. He's, he's so did. good. All right. We'll take a quick break. Yeah, he's a head case, uh, but he's great. He's eccentric, yeah. I guess. Uh, he's like you. He's eccentric. We'll talk to NHL DFS on the other side. Nando Dofino. I am Gabriel Morenci with Tony Sincada. Nando's a great pitchman, Tony. He reads everything with enthusiasm. He gets fired up. He gets excited. You know why? Because he probably kept the skicks and didn't give any to us. That's what I was going to say. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's easier to be fired up if you're getting the product, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes i uh, got no product. Uh, exactly. Uh, DailyRoto.com. What's the weirdest product you ever got given to you
1: that you pitched?
0: Oh, I've had uh, actually the funniest, probably the funniest you're going to like this, the funniest um, sponsors that I had. I had a happy ending massage parlor. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, I, I wrote the commercial and everything. And I actually stated, uh, are you stressed out from bad beats and tough losses? (laughs) Go to Christine's Massage. She'll relieve (laughs) all your stress. I was like... I said, you'll even forget you bet on the game. And I ran ran a promo. You can't make this up. I was on AM radio, and so I'm doing my show, and it was one of these deals where I wasn't getting paid from the station. You know, radio is a great business to be in, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to keep 50% of the, the ads. Yeah. So it was basically, I had like, you know, two minutes of commercial time per break. They had two minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... I'm, I'm doing my show one night, Tony, and basically I had hooker ads on my show. Escorts. Escorts. But it wasn't mine. So it was like basically, you know, you know, are you, you know if you want to go to a game, you know, with a hot girl on your arm, call, you know, Ferrari Escort and Companions or whatever. <laughs> it was essentially an escort service. So I said to the GM of the station, and I said, you know, even for me, I said, even by my standards, I said, this is a new low. I said, you know. I said I, I said, I noticed that you don't run these on anyone's show besides mine in the middle of the night, you know. And uh, he goes, you know, it's, it's none of your business. I told him, too. I really, like, freaked him out. I said, yeah, this is going to work out real well when one of our listeners gets AIDS from one of these hookers. I said, yeah, we won't get sued. <laughs> I said, I said we won't get sued at all. Don't worry about that. I said, whatever, dude. It's your station. So, but then I told him too. I said, well, if you're gonna run hooker ads, so I got a companion service. <laughs> so it was like back to back. So I had an escort service and a happy ending massage parlor. Uh, that's probably the quirkiest thing that I've had. That's nice. I've had that's the standard. I had a standard. I was pretty good at it, dude. Like, uh, I had a popular show. And, you know, you make more. You can really hustle, Tony, like if you're a local guy. You get more perks than if you're a national guy. Because national, you're not big enough for Budweiser or anything. Budweiser ain't giving a cent. Like, if you're a big shot. Like, look, I was the host of the Expos postgame show. So, like, I had, like, restaurant sponsors, clothes sponsors, strip club, bars. So, Tony, I didn't have to pay for anything, dude. I could pick. Like, I was like, you know, I had an Irish pub if I wanted. All right, I'll go to the Irish pub and eat some wings and drink for free. Oh, no, tonight's a strip club night. I'll go to my strip club sponsor and drink for free. I had a pizza place. You know, Uh, it's pizza night tonight, free pizza. Like, you You know, know, like everything that it was, it was an older host that taught me. He basically stated, you got to get everything that you need in life so you never have to put your hand in your pocket. So I had all these different sponsors of like things that I would need. Bars, strip clubs, <laughs> pizza.
1: <laughs> so that's kind of similar out here. We have a guy, a guy that I know. That uh, on Saturday mornings, he does an auction on the radio, and he gets, like, gift certificates uh, donated from uh, hotels, restaurants. Exactly. And stuff, and promote, right? And, but he always gets an extra one for him. Like, so yeah, you he makes think, sure. you think he's yeah. paying? You think he's paying for his wings when he goes to Hooters, or he's already got a certificate? You know he's got I mean? a
0: certificate for Hooters. He's already
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, at a local AM, you get a ton of perks, Tony. You get a ton of perks. Our perks, uh our perks are, uh, you know, my perk is I get to uh, sit in the same room with Cam Stewart every day. <laughs> That's the perk. <laughs> All right, so NHL hockey tonight. Nashville and Colorado. I'll blast through my lineup right now. Nate McKinnon, man. This kid's just unbelievable. So I got Nate McKinnon, Joe Pavelski. I've got Taylor Hall, Gabriel Landeskog, Killhorn. Killhorn just continues Kill to light Horn. up. Uh, P.K. Subban, Santini, Martin Jones is my goalie tonight. I think San Jose is going to win this game. And a uh, nice little uh, play here at uh, $3,300 cheap is Austin Watson. Austin Watson, $3,300, Nashville Predators. So I, I actually like this hockey lineup. Pretty star heavy at the top here. Nate McKinnon, Joe Pavelski, Taylor Hall, Gabriel Landeskog, Kilhorn, Suban, Santini, Martin Jones is my goalie, and Austin Watson, three thousand three hundred dollars. That's my hockey lineup for tonight.
1: He's you're all fired up. Get a little Austin Watson to take you across the finish line.
0: Well, you uh, know what it is? Better. Listen. So we're going. Listen. New Jersey's going back home right now. Taylor Hall's a freaking stud. He's gonna score at home tonight, Tony. I'm telling you right now, he's gonna score a goal at home. I think that he can get a goal and assist type thing. Taylor Hall tonight. Nate McKinnon is man. McKinnon's just been on fire. I mean, the, the kid's lighting it up. Even in the losses, he's back at home right now. That wouldn't surprise me if there were some goals in that in that Colorado Nashville game uh, tonight, uh, Tony. And you know, you and I, you know, we're, you know, I think we're on the same page with that Boston Toronto. Kind of strange, isn't it, that the first series, the first game of the series, gets the six goals. And we get the push and I love the under. We got a push. And you know, it got to six because the Leafs were stupid and they take stupid penalties. But they can't get the puck out of their own end, Tony. And I know you're not the biggest, uh, you're not like a hockey coach, but I'm sure you've noticed how bad the Leafs are in their own end. They can't clear their zone, dude. Their defensemen are terrible. They it's can't amazing. clear their zone. And in the second game, they gave up seven goals and in the total six. Yet tonight, Tony, the total's five and a half. Like they I lower the it. total. Like why yeah, is it I- lower? I- I can't
1: believe it either, and that's the part that's killing me. I think that's a good bet tonight. I, I love the over in that game. Uh, my lineup is Patrice Bergeron, 7400 bucks. Tyler Bozak, $4,000. Uh, Pasternak, he got six points. I don't know how many he can oh, get he tonight. Oh, he's not. God,
0: man, that's crazy. 7100 Did you know that line, Tony? Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak, they have yeah. a combined 20 points through two games. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I put the line back in my lineup. We'll see what happens there with Marshawn, 7,300. <laughs> and then I went Killhorn at 7,4,500. I have Straw. I went cheap on defense. Strawman, 3,100. John Moore, who had five fantasy points in the last game, 3,100. I also do have jo- Jones and Goal and Palat at 5,200 for Tampa. So Palat and Killhorn from Tampa. And then Boston, Marshawn, Pasternak, and Bergeron, and Tyler
0: Bozak for Toronto. Killhorn's been good to you, but you've been putting in the lineup, and he keeps responding. Yeah. Though he keeps putting numbers up, he's a killer. Yes, yeah, so I'm talking about McKinnon and the sick numbers that this kid is. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, McKinnon recorded his fourth multi-point performance of the post of his postseason career with a goal and an assist uh, in uh, in Saturday's uh, five to four. Uh, game, you know, uh, he's got eight points, two goals, six assists in his last seven games. Talking about Landeskog as well, and who's on my team, Gabriel Landeskog, he's got two goals and five assists uh, as well over the last uh, seven games, so Colorado's young studs have been responding for them. Another guy that's really been lighting it up, guys, is uh, Colorado defenseman Tyson Berry, but... He's like fifty one hundred bucks. It's not cheap tonight, but he had two assists in Game Two. He's got seven points, two goals, and five assists in his last seven games, as well. Uh, you know, should this big game tonight? Interesting game uh, tonight in this series. Uh I'll tell you the
1: one the one game I'm looking at tonight is uh, I just don't see how Nashville gets beat. Uh, I I really don't and uh, I'm going to throw it back out there with Nashville. I like the over in the Boston Toronto game and San Jose in the National Hockey League tonight. Those are the three games that I have. Uh, there I'll tell you what. I've nailed a couple parlays in this playoffs. They've been going pretty I think pretty much as predicted.
0: Yeah, yeah, if you're right for the most part. Now my overtime uh, prop uh, stuff has been a disaster, Tony. Yes. So have I you? Are, it, you uh, a, are you still on? Uh, still in the wagon? Are you? I'm finally tapping out today, and uh, you know there's going to be a bunch of them to go to overtime. I, I better just put like you know ten dollars on it just for the case of it. But my will's been broken, Tony. There's been yeah. three overtimes. We got one overtime again last night. Yesterday wasn't bad. There was three games we got one overtime, so we broke even. But ultimately, I think it's like 3-16 or something. Yeah, I just can't absorb 13 losses, like, just blindly. Like, it's annoying because my account goes down. It's not like I like it or anything. I played the percentages, right? Normally, you know, look, there was 18 last year. That was a record. Now, we, you know, we didn't expect there to be 18 again. But the year before that, Tony, there were seven of them who went to overtime in the first round. Even seven would be doable. Like, seven out of 35 games or something would be all right. But it's been insane. It's only been freaking three of them. You know, there's been a lot of routes. And then how about that Kings game last night, dude? You know, the Kings and the, the, the Knights, Las Vegas Golden Knights, the in-game number, Tony, was minus 400 that it was going to go to overtime with, like, four minutes left or whatever. And then Las Vegas just keeps scoring. I think anybody that thinks Vegas is a fluke can start. They're a dangerous team, dude. They really are.
1: And I'll tell you what, Vegas, it's one of those things that they had such a great regular season and then everybody jumped off them. Did you, are you aware of this DeMarcus Cousins situation that's going on as uh, he skipped the, uh, the game in New Orleans and um, he had himself uh, on Instagram in a, uh, a nice-looking outfit on a private plane and um, everybody thought he was going to Coachella instead of the game, but he was actually going to a new house he
0: just purchased in Las Vegas. Really? And so, of course, people, there's controversy.
1: About, yes, uh, he, he he's should, in a
0: boot. He should be with the team, I guess that's what they're saying. Yeah. He hasn't been with the team. Yeah, Coachella going on. <laughs> <laughs> would you, if I was the uh, if I was the
1: Spurs, like if I'm a new Ginobili and Tony Parker, I think I would tell Greg Popovich that, you know what, we'd rather go down in four. I don't want Kawhi to play with us.
0: Yeah, Kawhi's not coming back. How crazy is that situation? I don't know. What's crazy is that the Spurs are usually a drama-free team. Yeah. And somehow they find themselves in a very bizarre feud with their superstar who doesn't trust them or like them anymore. <laughs> like, it's a very weird. And now the team, like you, you talked about it before. Remember Tony Parker said, I play with the same thing, man. What's this guy's problem? Right, like now, the now the guys in the room don't like Kawhi. They don't believe in him, and I I guess he's you know he's probably gonna end up on Lakers down the road. I I wanted to ask you actually, um, Patrick Reed wore the green jacket at the basketball game last night. Yes, and he's taking a lot of heat for it because he looks like a douchebag. And the thing is, he just looks like a douche. We're throwing out the green jacket, And, and the fact of the matter is, people just don't like him. So yeah, he yeah. did. I even noticed him during the game too. I'm like, man, he looks like an asshole just sitting there with a green jacket courtside. Yeah. But that you know, Sergio Garcia wore the green jacket to Wimbledon. Uh, Jordan Spieth wore the green jacket to a Dallas Maverick game. Mike Weir wore it to a Toronto Maple Leaf playoff game. Um, that's tr- the tradition. You become a guest of the team. You wear the green jacket. That's like that's the deal. So. A lot of people are sort of singling out Patrick Reed for being like a, uh, for being a jerk for wearing his green jacket at, at a basketball game last night. But he was a guest at the Houston Rockets, and that's that's the protocol. You wear the green jacket.
1: Yeah, I I look at it like this. If it's a promotional thing, yeah, it, what the hell? They have people have them all the time, and they they go out and do it. And it might be a deal worked out with the Masters and the Houston Rockets. You know what? The, whoever wins, they're gonna give him a ticket. Go there. Whatever. But if the guy's wearing his green jacket, I think, uh, you know, to church on Sunday and he's wearing his green jacket uh, to the kids' uh, PTA night, that's probably a problem. Um,
0: I don't see this one as one. This is crazy, man. Uh, I I just tweeted this right now. I just retweeted it, Tony. Check it out. You can't make this up. The Kansas City Royals team busts just had a huge chunk of ice fly into its window and shatter the windshield. Blaine Boyer, relief pitcher, had to grab the wheel after the bus driver was hit with shards of glass. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like the movie Speed or something. Like, the the relief pitcher had to, like, grab the wheel. I just read read the picture. Look. Do you think that... uh...
1: Tomorrow, there might not be a contest.
0: What's going on out there in Canada? Kansas City Royals just tweeted up. things weren't going bad enough. A huge chunk of ice flew onto one of the Royals team buses and slammed into the windshield. The Shards hit the bus driver and the reliever, Blaine Boyer, had to grab the wheel. The driver is okay. (laughs) What do you think? What's what's with the weather out here? It's, It's April 16th, people. Man, I got to step out after the show here, Tony. You better pray for me, man. Like, I'm going to get hit by like a chunk of fallen ice or something.
1: Where are you going to go that you're going to put your life in your own hands?
0: Uh, I'm going uh, to go and I'm going to get some Greek food tonight. I've decided uh, I'm going to get some Greek um, Greek uh, like uh, chicken and uh, rice and a salad. And I'm not going to lie, Tony, the Greek restaurant is across the street from a marijuana dispensary. (laughs) (laughs) So if you ask me what I'm risking my life for, I have to go to the dispensary, Uh, purely medicinal, of course. I have to go to the dispensary, and uh, I have to go get uh, i got to pick up some chicken after the fact.
1: I remember when people just could get marijuana because of glaucoma. Now, as glaucoma cases gone down—
0: now that it's it's uh, uh, more accessible. Well, it's more more. It's at least tolerable for people that have it. It's funny too because when the doctor asked me, you know, all right, what's your problem? Anxiety and stuff. And I basically stated, yeah, I work with a guy named Tony Sincata every day. And <laughs> like, that's, he was like, oh yeah, all right, here here, your yeah, here's your your sanction. You know, oh, I took geez. I took the test actually in California. I took the test in California and. I answered like, yes, yeah. so I'm with the doctor and stuff, and it's like a questionnaire, like 20 questions, and I answered yes to like six of them, and I kept answering yes, and then I started telling him, I'm like, yeah, man, and I got this thing in my ankle and stuff, and he's like, listen, uh, you already got your license after three, all right, and I'm like, no, but I'm serious, I've got this problem. And the doctor was like, he's like, you got a lot of problems, man. I was because I was being honest with the guy. I was like, yeah, I can't sleep. Yeah, I got anxiety. I was like, I broke my foot and never got better. I think I got arthritis. I was going down the list of things. They were all true. Yeah, they, they were all true. It's a stressful business that we're in, Tony.
1: It certainly is. And you notice that Willie Nelson, he's lasted a long time in the business. Exactly. That he's very stress-free, and uh,
0: he's has uh, been happy. Hey, he's happy. Yeah. He's still touring. He's, like, 80 years old. He's, exactly. Yeah. All right. So our best bets of the night uh, tonight, and I use the term loosely, <laughs> uh, will be uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Give me the Leafs, minus 115. Give me the Lightning and the Devils, under six. Nashville Predators win the hockey game, minus 160. Sharks, minus 140. NBA basketball, Heat Sixers, over the number, over 215. Warriors minus five and a half in the first half. We'll look at a nine and a half of the Warriors in the game. I think this Spurs Warriors goes over 2.05 in the blowout. Baseball Milwaukee Brewers and the Los Angeles Dodgers.